Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before this episode of the Final Word Podcast, another quick update from our friends at Brick Lane Brewing. We are grateful for Brick Lane's support through the weekly episode, Storytime. Did you hear Daniel Norcross's wild 904 triumph? Are you kidding me? Start with Storytime 59 and then follow it up with Storytime 60. Totally worth it. And also, the daily episodes. Adam and Jeff have been super busy. You can find all of those, the daily episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can watch them on the Final Word Cricket Podcast YouTube channel. There are currently 23,000 subscribers. We'd love to get that to 25,000. So if you are not a subscriber to the Final Word Cricket Podcast YouTube channel, please stop by, check it out, and if you like it, subscribe. And then you'll never miss a video. In Cricket, there are great partnerships. Podcasting is no different. It's the partnership between the show, Adam and Jeff, the sponsor, Brick Lane Brewing, and you, the listener. I'd use your name, but I don't know who you are. But thank you. In addition to subscribing to the YouTube channel, please check out Brick Lane Brewing on Instagram and Facebook. Say hello and tell them the final word sent you. You can order all your Brick Lane favorites at bricklanebrewing.com. It's a super easy way to get your hands on all of the various brews. Brick Lane Brewing, based and brewed in Melbourne, Australia. Great city, great beer. Thank you, Brick Lane Brewing, for being part of the final word. And as always, thank you for listening. That's enough from me. Now, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, and the final word. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail It's the final word daily, day 11 of this World Cup in the UAE. Adam Collins and Matt Roller on co-hosting Bill on the final word with me today. Thank you to Daniel Norcross and Izzy Westbury for doing a sterling job yesterday. As you can see from the condensation coming out of my mouth, it's cold now in the UK. Not quite big coat weather, but certainly uh, weather enough to be wearing my Dulwich Hamlet scarf. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Not cold where you are, uh, where there was a doubleheader today at Sheikh Zayed Stadium. Uh, are you enjoying your, for- your first trip away from home covering international cricket? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thanks, Colo. Um, thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, yeah, really good. Um, loving the World Cup so far. It's been a pretty, pretty weird tournament. You kind of wouldn't know what's happening from most of the time out here. Uh, you know, my hotel sports bar uh, has every channel in the uh, available in the UAE, apart from the one showing the cricket. So that's the sort of thing we're, <laughs> we're dealing with out here. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really good. Lots of trips uh, back and forth up the motorway to Sharjah, which is quite nice to you know return to the, the spiritual home of match fitting. And, uh, yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good fun. Looking forward to sinking my teeth into the last couple of weeks of the comp. 
Well, for the first part, let's get our teeth stuck in to uh, what we've seen today uh, at Sheikh Zayed. I'll do the first game in 30 seconds. We're going to do the second game first, though. We'll come back to the first game later. Uh, that's where Pakistan secured their entry into the semifinals with a comfortable five-wicket victory over Namibia. They only made 49 in the first 10, but they maybe 59, actually. But they put their foot down uh, in the second 10 to add 130, including 71 in the last five. Rizvan and Hafiz teeing off. Uh, Rizvan actually hit... 24 uh, in the final over to get them up to 189. Namibia were never really in the hunt, but they kept swinging to their immense credit. David Visa uh, was not out 42 at the end. They finished on 144 for five and accounted for themselves nicely. Uh, Pakistan are into the semis. Matt Roller uh, and net run rate, even though they didn't get a big boost from that today, it probably won't matter because they're cruising through to first place. Yeah, they're absolutely flying, aren't they? Yeah, what a, what a side they are at the moment. And they look like they're having so much fun as well, which is really nice. Um, something that, you know, you quite often don't see at World Cups where teams are under such intense pressure. But yeah, you could see a bit of, you know, Baba, a uh, bit, bit of camaraderie with his bowlers as well in that run chase. You know, kind of a, a low-key type of a game. Uh, pressure off for the most part, especially with the ball. I think they knew they'd, they'd done enough when, uh, yeah, when Riz won. Accelerated at the end after some pretty steady going for most of the innings. Um but yeah, I think Pakistan already looking like, I think them in England, it, it, you know, I think that's the that's the combination a lot of people are thinking about for the final. Um, and yeah, but bring it on as far as I'm concerned. I think that would be, a, that would be probably the game between the, uh, the best two teams in the comp as we've seen so far, both four from four. Um, and yeah, what a story it would be if Pakistan get over the line with all their history of coming out and playing in the UAE, benefiting from their from the exile of international cricket in Pakistan. Uh, mm. So many, so many likable players in their team as well. Like, um, you know, the Harris-Rauf story, how can you not get sucked in by that? He'd not even bowled with a hard cricket ball four years ago. And here he is bowling heat in the World Cup. And um, yeah, great, great team to watch, fun team to watch. Um, and yeah, look, look, look really good. They've laid down a marker, I suppose, for the rest of the comp in those first four games. Yeah, absolutely. And not just Harris Rouse's quicker bowling, by the way. It's his slower ball that continually gets wickets. But let's come to their uh, their bowling in a moment. It was the, the batting, the 113-run stand between Barbara Azam and Mohamed Rizwan, the second time they put on 100 in this competition. Barbara making 70 off 49. And then Rizwan teeing off, as I mentioned, at the end, hitting 24 uh, in that final over, just to put a cherry on top. It was interesting they sent Hafiz in at number four, really, which meant that the inform uh, Asif Ali uh, was overlooked to come in, despite the fact that they had laid such a good platform but it just reinforces that Rizwan is a player with so many gears to shift up and down as and when yeah it wasn't too dissimilar an innings as a team to England's one last night Rizwan almost playing the sort of butler role I guess and that um yeah went along at a runner ball I think he was was something like 44 or 40 balls he didn't have as much of the strike as butler did but he was something like 44 or 40 butler was 50 off 45 last night um, and yeah both of them showed their gears at the back end I think um, for Rizwan the, the question will be whether he can accelerate in quite the same way against the best attacks later in the competition I suppose you could possibly ask the same question of Butler although I think he showed with those couple of dingers off Mitch Stark in Dubai at the weekend that mm. um, he's, he's no slouch um, but yeah, I think uh, that, that opening pair have just stuck to that game plan throughout the competition, really. You think of that partnership against India where it was never really in any doubt, um, that run chase and yeah, batting first. Uh, it kind of felt like throughout the game, actually, that Pakistan were almost experimenting and looking forward to the knockout stages um, by, by choosing to bat, um, yep. it, which, is, which has gone against the trend in the tournament. 
Um, yeah, just trying themselves out, putting themselves in some interesting scenarios or whatever. Hafiz, yeah, ha- probably hadn't um, had quite the impact on the comp he would have liked so far. So good for him to hit, hit a few um, hit a few boundaries at the death. Um, didn't even need a Seif, as you say. And yeah, 189 for two was um, never really going to be hauled in by Namibia, barring a miracle. Um, I wonder if they could have could have been a tiny bit more attacking right at the start and um, given that extra over to... So Ruben Trumpelman, the sort of I, I've been calling him the left arm Kyle Jameson. I don't know if that's a fair comparison, <laughs> um, but yeah, if they, if they're given Trumpel the extra out, the extra over at this top, I should say, um, you know, who knows? Could have been a completely different game. It was a bouncy pitch. It kind of suited him mm. at the start, but um, yeah, not to be for them tonight. But um, you know, I'm 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 sure they've sure they've gained plenty from the experience, regardless. If you keep describing him like that on Quick Info, it's going to stick, I assure you. Uh, Zane Green, I, I don't want to overlook the great catch to remove Fakir Zaman, who's yet to really fire in the tournament as yet, but uh, what a luxury for Pakistan that Fakir, who's been such a force across white ball formats, well, really the last four or five years now, um, is someone they can turn to in the latter half of the competition. I suppose when they elected the bat first today, he and Hafiz were the two they would have wanted to have found runs out of. It worked for Hafiz, it didn't work for Fakir Zaman, but a lovely bit of wicket-keeping. And yeah, underscores the point, uh, Matt, that, that Namibia have made it through almost unexpectedly. I suppose unexpectedly, if you look at it in the context of the, the qualification tournament back in 2019 uh, to this Super 12 stage. They have beaten Scotland while they've been here. And, and they're going to leave uh, this competition when it's all over with an enhanced reputation, certainly. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you hear a lot of the the usual cliches go around about associates, don't they? The sort of pointless games or whatever. I don't think that's that's fair at all. I think those guys have learned so much from it. And just some of the personal stories as well. It's such a small cricketing nation. Um, it's, it's a small nation in the first place. I think it's only two and a half million yeah. people in, in population, which is, you know, what, half of Ireland, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so pretty tiny scale. But, yeah, you've got stories coming out. Like, I think... Uh, the, the word going around at the moment is that Gerhard Erasmus, the captain, um, sort of turned down the opportunity to fly home before the comp and get finger surgery because he, he bust one of his digits in the warm-up games. Um, so the fact he's still out here and, you know, I think he hit, hit a big six at one point tonight and, you know, giving his all diving around on the boundary rope. The fact he's doing that, captaining the side from number four, all this stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it, it's good stuff. And, you, you know, I saw um, after that game against Afghanistan as well, um, Lofty Eaton, the sort of, all round a quick, quick leg spinner, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I think he's only about twenty. I saw he, he was getting some tips from Rashid Khan, so it's that sort of thing that um, you know we see all the time in franchise cricket now, and maybe take for granted in bigger countries. But for yeah, for guys who won't have had that exposure or anything like that exposure, the, the ability to just pick the brains of like a, a genuinely world class bowler like Rashid um, after a game is it, yeah, it's brilliant and. Yeah, I suppose there's a danger in all this stuff that it sounds patronising, but I, I hope yeah people understand that it's such a small, um, such a small cricketing nation that yeah it, to have come as far as they have in the last even three or four years um, since getting ODI status has been been amazing, and yeah I think um, yeah puts them in a really good spot heading into another World Cup next year. Yeah, that's really well summed up. Erasmus at one stage looked like he was going to tee off, but was out for 15 uh, when Shadab got him out. And it was kind of game over at that stage. Williams, 40 from 37. He's had a good competition overall. Uh, and Wiesa, I already mentioned, uh, making 43. Not out from 31 with a couple of sixes. One wicket each for Hassan, Imad, Ralph and Shadab Khan. A run out in there as well. Uh, let's move on to the first game that was played today. Uh, Matt Roller, I'm going to give you the unenviable task of describing the whole thing as brief as it was in 30 seconds. Uh, 
Uh, right, so South Africa bowl first. Uh, it's a green pitch. It looks like the sort of thing you'd get at Chester La Street in Durham's first county game of the season <laughs> on April 3 or something like that. Um, Bangladesh decide to leave out their best bowler, the Fizz, uh, and their best player, Shakib, is injured. Um, Rabada and Nokia basically crank it up, finish with three each, um, bowling pure heat. Uh, Bangladesh hit four fours and a six, I think, in their whole innings, get bounced out. A uh, couple of real snorters in there from Nokia, especially the one that got uh, Mamadullah. And South Africa knocked the runs off fairly unconvincingly, but uh, even still managed to get a decent net run rate boost, uh, which, yeah, puts them in a good space to finish second. Nicely done. So Bangladesh all out for 84. South Africa uh, made it four wickets down in 13.3 overs. So they won with 39 balls to spare. Rabada, Nokia and Pretorius took eight for 39 between them from 11.2 overs. And that's the game right there. Something about Bangladesh and facing uh, extreme pace. And look, Rabada isn't bowling... Uh, oh, sorry, how do, he isn't bowling as quickly as we've seen him bowl at different points of his career. But uh, in concert uh, with Nokia and then Pretorius playing a very useful role as the third seamer, uh, they're not completely out of this competition. You mentioned the net run rate factor here, uh, Matt. Uh, it is plausible, and Dan Norcross made this point on Twitter, uh, that, that Australia could get bundled out quite quickly, even if they win all of their games from here, purely because uh, South Africa have gone so nicely in terms of their net run rate. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting to see that last game they play against England because um, obviously England don't have a whole lot to play for and could well have been locked in as group winners by the time that game uh, happens, so long as they're not thrashed at least. Um, I don't think it's England's style to make four changes and take their foot off the pedal, but you know the fact that South Africa will be going to what we know can be a high-scoring venue, quite a volatile venue, um, and a venue where the toss has been really important, especially a night game. Saturday is a night game. Um, mm. You know, that... that there, there are some ingredients there that mean that South Africa could, um, I suppose I suppose it would be a relative surprise at this point if they beat England. It wouldn't be like a huge upset, but I think given how England have started, it, it, yeah, it would count as something of a shock at least. Um, so yeah, if they can win that game, that's absolutely huge. And equally, yeah, I, I do think it's guaranteed that Australia are going to beat Bangladesh and West Indies by any means. I think Bangladesh looked, looked really poor today. Um, I think they've shown enough signs in the comp that, that they've got half a chance if the toss goes their way and things go right against Australia. Um, but more importantly, I think that that West Indies team, especially after their their tight win against Bangladesh and Sharjah, you know, they've got so much to prove after their, their terrible start to the comp as defending champions. I really think that they're, they're, they're a side capable of beating Australia. So, yeah, very interesting to see what happens from here. I, can, I kind of feel like both Australia and South Africa are actually pretty much generic quarterfinal type teams uh, for a standard World Cup. But obviously we don't have quarterfinals here. So one of them is probably going to end up going to the semis. Um, But yeah, interested to see what happens. But yeah, South Africa have done their chances. No harm at all uh, with that result today. Yeah, one team's going to get through to the semis and get absolutely pulverised by Pakistan uh, in the semi-final, uh, I would imagine. But look, in fairness to Bangladesh, after exploding with the bat, and yeah, they were genuinely bounced out, weren't they? Um, they did have at one stage South Africa 33 for three after 5.5 overs. Good to see Tuscan uh, in the team and taking wickets bowling at pace. I remember visiting his house a number of years ago and all the all the memorabilia on the wall and all that focus on on his pace while well, getting his chance and taking it with two early wickets. Mahedi Asan, uh, knocking over Quinton de Kock after making 27 off 25. I think Mahedi, if not for him, they would have been all out for 60. So they've still got match winners there. And, and you're right about the Australia matchup, given that they did beat them 4-1 
in a bilateral series only three or four months ago. Yes, that wasn't the full strength Australian team, but there is that psychological edge there. And look, if it is South Africa who get through, I think the way it goes is if they beat England, uh, then it won't matter what Australia do from here. Something like that. So it does mean that South Africa still have their destiny in their own hands to an extent, whereas Australia now, due to net run rate, are sort of playing in a slightly different field at this stage in, inside that group. But yeah, it does feel like with South Africa, look, they've not been convincing, uh, but they do look like the second most likely team in this group, even having lost their first game to Australia on the opening day of the tournament. Yeah, they're, they're quite a weird side, aren't they, in a lot of ways, because it feels like they've, they've very rarely managed to actually put a complete performance together so far in this comp and, and sort of more generally in T20 cricket over the last however many years. But, um, you know, you look down the batting lineup and you know, I think Quinton de Kock has not really come off at... at um, in this World Cup, but we know what a destructive player he is. Aidan Marker has been in great form. Rassi van der Dussen, I don't think is, uh, I think he's maybe slightly misunderstood. I think he's got really big gears at the end. I think he's a really good hitter against pace bowling and because of the fact he's, his sort of overall strike rate isn't that great. Um, he's, he's sometimes categorised as like an anchor or whatever. I think he's maybe a, a, got a few more gears than that. Um, and yeah, they, they changed things around a little bit today. I think that was just to, to try and boost that run rate and ended up shifting Bavuma down to five. So interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, equally, if he, if he ends the tournament as a specialist captain, not contributing much with the bat, we've seen in previous tournaments, you know, I think Paul Collingwood in, in 2010 and, uh, you know, I think Chandamal didn't get any runs when Sri Lanka won it. Sammy didn't do a huge amount in 2016 when <laughs> West Indies won it. So who knows, maybe it's a, a strategic decision to try and get himself, uh, yeah, try and try and keep that streak going if captain's not actually doing a huge amount with battle ball, but, uh, pulling off a, pulling off a tournament win regardless. Yeah, but he did come in at a tough time today. So Bavuma finishes at 31 not out from 28 balls and Vanderdussen made 22, I mentioned before. They ended up uh, comfortable winners by six wickets. Uh, heavy. Uh, we're going to next do the Hall of Fame before rounding out the show. The Woodstock Cricket Hall of Fame. Get your, uh, get, your, um, uh, get your consultation today. Hit them up. If you're in Australia or another part of the world, uh, you can do that via Zoom. They can work with you and collaborate with you about the best possible bat. They are the best cricket bats in the world. Woodstock cricket.co.uk and as you'll see in the show notes 20% off by popping in TFW20 uh, in the price bar um, tell Jono we sent you and he'll look after you if you're a part of the final word uh, Heavy I'm going to go to you first what was your moment of the day that you want to nominate for the Hall of Fame well, my moment of the day happened 20 minutes ago at the time of recording. So it was during the final <laughs> over of Namibia's failed chase. Um, just an all-round great moment. You know, we have Shahina Freedy, destroyer of India's, you know, much vaunted, much heralded top order. Um, he gets absolutely hooned for this massive six by David Visa <laughs> for the grass bank. Um, then there's this group of maybe, what, eight, 10, 12 people scrambling around first to catch it. Then they're trying to sort of feel half volley. Um, and then they're just trying to nick the ball all together. So there's this one girl in a sort of shower camise. She's absolutely buzzing. She's chuffed the bits with the fact she's got this ball. She's sort of holding it around like this and she's about to take it home. Uh, and then someone informs her that she's going to have to throw the ball back in. She's absolutely <laughs> devastated. Um, I did hear, apparently that was a genuine idea before the 100 that you should be able to take the ball home like you could in sort of American sports <laughs> if someone sends one into the crowd. So maybe that's something for the ICC to consider in future future years. But 
um yeah just a, just a brilliant perfect moment and you know it was a, a dead a dead part of the game but um still something to bring a smile to your face a very appropriate nomination i'm going to pop in there nasim ahmed uh, he gave us one of the great moments of this competition the first day where crowds were really there at Sharjah taking a wicket in the first over well today he gave us another in front of about four spectators at abu dhabi when he smashed his own stumps out of the ground uh, um andrick norkia just too much pace pushed him all the way back and he was out hit wicket. I think that was the final wicket or the penultimate wicket uh, in the Bangladesh innings. But uh, yeah, a couple of times uh, in the tournament so far, uh, Nassim Ahmed has been part of the Hall of Fame. And in he goes again today. Uh, it is freezing cold now uh, in, in London. While I've been talking, I've been shivering away. Tomorrow might be a night for the big coat. And when we come back tomorrow, uh, Matty, it'll be... New Zealand playing Scotland in the first game, which really is all about net run rate. Uh, that's in Dubai. And the second game, India-Afghanistan, uh, which you'll be at. Uh, that's back at the Sheikh Zayed. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, India, uh, well, it's fairly clear, isn't it? If they lose to Afghanistan, it's tournament over. Yeah, so I, I'm actually doing the first one. Um, so I'm, yeah, oh, right. I'm in, in Dubai for the almost the warmer pack for New Scotland. Um, so yeah, I think, I think as you say, sadly that's probably going to be a relatively low key game. I don't think there's a, there's going to be a number of fans in the middle of the afternoon sunshine. Um, maybe a few will soak up some rays or something like that. But um, yeah, there's not much tartan out here as far as I can tell. Um, and obviously, yeah, more pertinently at the moment. Um, but yeah, the, the big game is the evening one. As you say, India could go out if they lose. Um, we're sort of, I think everyone, um, apart from India's fans, is praying for Majibu Rahman's fitness. He's a huge in if he comes back into the side. Um, yeah, it's one of those where, weirdly, I think in terms of the tournament permutations, it doesn't necessarily help Afghanistan that much to win, which sounds ridiculous. But um, I think in terms of spectacle and narrative with everything that's going on around the tournament and more generally it would be um quite something uh for them to even run india close uh, matt roller good on you for coming on uh, everyone can find you on twitter and all your excellent writing at espn quick info you've done a stellar job tonight there from dubai uh, this has been day 11 of the final word daily this 2021 t20 world cup join us tomorrow on day 12 when i'll be back with jeff good night so you know what i meant here. i had to go Thanks for listening to the Final Word Cricket Podcast. All of Adam and Jeff's previous episodes are available at finalwordcricket.com, including Storytime 20. That's 40 story times ago. 40. Almost a year's worth of nerd pledge. Why Storytime 20? Because it features comedian Will Anderson. It's a great chat. I think you're going to love it. Finalwordcricket.com for all things Final Word. And thanks once again to our friends at Brick Lane Brewing. Shop online at bricklanebrewing.com. Thanks for listening. More from Adam and Jeff real soon.